are back today with a little bit of an emergency podcast. As it was announced, former five-star quarterback and Georgia transfer, JT Daniels is officially headed to Morgantown. Now, for those of you who don't know, Daniels made a visit to West Virginia this past weekend, and then today on Wednesday decided to commit. Daniels will have two years of eligibility left, and the quarterback controversy is now over as it seems like JT will be taking snaps in 141 days, I believe it is, at Heinz Field against Pitt. So, Aaron, I'll start with you. Just your overall thoughts on the signing, thoughts on JT, and what you think this does for the program. Well, my, my initial thoughts are this is, um, you know, at least temporarily it's a program changer. Uh, if you've looked at WVU football over the last few months and years, it hasn't been in the best state. Um, there's been a lot of people, uh, a lot of departures of the program, a lot of maybe shots at Neil Brown um, and maybe why he's lost some players. Just the overall, you know, there's been a bad cloud over WVU football over these past four or five months, um, going six and seven and getting killed in a bowl game while only giving up 18 points. It's not very good, but, you know, this is very, very good for, for Mountaineer football. Uh, very good for college football when you're entering uh, WVU versus Pitt, renewing the rivalry. Um, JT Daniels, he, he's very good. I mean, you're talking about a former five-star. Just gives me Will Greer vibes when he came to WVU in 2017. And, uh, I mean, he has the experience we, we've seen. He's done four years at two Blue Blood schools, I mean, USC and Georgia, and he's played sometime injuries, and then he also got benched for Stetson Bennett this past season. But um, a former five-star, you know he has the talent there, and he's uh, shown up with pretty decent stats. I mean, I, I wrote some down here just to bring him up real quick. And across his career, he's thrown for 4,800 yards and uh, has a 32 to 16 touchdown interception ratio. So um, it's a great look for WVU. They, they needed a signing. They needed a, a mentor in that quarterback room for a lot of young – there's a lot of young quarterbacks there, so having a mentor is nice too. Yeah, I think another big thing is that it buys Neil Brown time. That's for sure. Neil Brown was 17 and 18 through his first three seasons um, at West Virginia. And the clock was starting to tick. His seat was starting to get hot, especially in a season where you got two big rivalry games in your first couple of weeks there. Like his seat was getting hot. And I think having a quarterback now that is going to be here for the next two years, more most likely, um, it's big. Like obviously JT could set the world on fire and go to the NFL, do we see that happening? I just, I mean, I just don't think he's going to be as good. I think as Aaron said, it's going to be more of a Will Greer kind of get your feet wet in year one. Hopefully, obviously he doesn't have that same injury or any injury at all, because that's what's plagued him so far. Obviously at USC, he dealt, dealt with injuries, dealt with the knee and then going just different injuries, different small things at Georgia that kind of just seem to keep him off the field. And that's where I, that's why I ended up here. Uh, if, if we're being honest, it's because of injuries. Yeah, I agree. If you go back and look at his at his deal with USC before Georgia, um, you know, USC wasn't the greatest spot, Clay Helton and all that, but he came in as a five-star freshman. You know, he was the real deal. He did very good. Uh, first year, 2018, threw forever 2,600 yards, 14 touchdowns. They didn't have a great season, but, you know, for a freshman season in a Power Five conference, he, he, he did very good. Um, and they were looking, looking up in 2019, early in the season towards ACL or something like that. And then Keaton Slovis comes in. It's just like, this is an unfortunate situation. I think, um, you know, he could have had the keys to that USC program. And now, you know, here we are in 2022 and Graham Harrell's WVU's offensive coordinator. Slovis is at Pitt and WVU's at 
um, WVU has JT Daniels. Um, at Georgia, I think he had a little, like a, an oblique injury and Stetson Bennett, he just stepped up and like Kirby Smart couldn't take the ball away from him. He was making the throws when the game's uh, necessary and obviously they won a national championship. So yeah, I think injuries have plagued him. Um, it's interesting to see if he'll be able to stay healthy for the Mountaineers. Yeah, Daniels has been in two pretty and situations so far in his career and and at Georgia it was kind of a tough spot for him because he came in there as a transfer and many people thought that that job was his and he would take it and lead that team and then when he dealt with the small injuries and and then Stetson Bennett playing so well they he took that job from uh, right out of Daniel's hand so now he leaves those two bad situations and comes here into a room that's wide open for him so I think it's a a great stepping stone for him as well as WVU itself. Yeah I think one thing about Daniels is that he wanted to somewhere he wanted he wanted to go somewhere that he could play and obviously he's gonna he's better he's the best quarterback in this room he's probably in my opinion he's the best quarterback since Will Greer I'd say he's more talented than Skylar Howard ever was and he has the chance to be better than Will Greer I think with the way this defense has played these last couple of years, especially, although you've lost a lot of pieces, especially in that secondary uh, up front with Akeem, like you've lost pieces on that defensive side of the ball. But I think you, you lost three one possession games last year. And I think having a better quarterback and having better quarterback play makes up for those three point losses to Texas Tech and Oklahoma makes up for that six point loss to Maryland. Like, there's room to win games last year, and I think having a better quarterback is one of those reasons. And it will be like, you you can you can see on the schedule how if you had a better quarterback last year, you beat more teams. And I just think that Neil Brown sees that. I think another big thing going back to his USC days, he had Graham Harrell, and Graham Harrell is now here. So him being comfortable with Graham, him knowing Graham's system for the most part, him knowing what he wants to do, I think that's big. I also think having a offensive style that the quarterbacks are going to throw the ball more than last year. Like, although you have a really good running back room and you have three, four backs that are really good, you're, this team's going to throw the ball. They're going to, you're, they're going to try and make plays and JG Daniels can throw the ball all around the yard. And I just think that the intrigue of him playing in the big 12 compared to like, as we said, Oregon state, if he went that route in the pac 12, like playing in the big 12 plan, you, you like, you've got three primetime games on Thursday night this year. You got, two of them that are probably going to be on big time national TV in Pitt and Virginia tech. So like he's going to have eyeballs on him. He's going to have a shot and he's going to have his chance to possibly go win a league championship. Yeah. I think it's a good decision for him. I mean, he's comfortable with Graham Harrell. You're talking about, you know, a former, what Heisman finalist himself, he can throw the ball and he knows how to teach quarterbacks. He's comfortable with him at USC. And I think he's comfortable coming here and, you know, kind of taking the keys as far as like the team goes and WVU's program, like you said, Wesley, I mean, Neil, Neil Brown's time was kind of taken. I think he knew that. I think he knew that, you know, if you was to pit Virginia Tech, you're gone probably mid-season, um, you know, something like that. So he goes out, you know, the university goes out and gets Graham Harrell. I mean, that's a big get. So I think this year, maybe the next year, you know, you heard Harrell talking about like he expects to score year one. He doesn't expect to, you know, just not score year one and then year two, year three, maybe year four, you know, their air raid. He expects to score all the time. I think it's going to be more of, you know, you know, put the ball down and then like, let's throw, you know, kind of thing like that. WVU, especially last year, it felt like Neil Brown's teams were kind of like playing not to lose. If you watch that Oklahoma game, 
they were just like bleeding clock, playing not to lose, playing conservative um, to keep themselves in the game. I don't think it's going to be like that at all this year. Um, I think you're going to get uh, more of an offensive like show. And then I think there's a good running back room to work with there too. So um, I think it's going to be less you know, games where there's like one or two touchdown passes. Going back to what both of you guys have mentioned now, I think um, those those close losses that we've had that, uh, that WVU has had during the season, those those close losses don't happen if we have better quarterback play. And I think JT Daniels can bring that. And uh, over his starting career at, at Georgia, he's shown that he went seven zero and he was able to close out uh, victories uh, during his time there. And I think having that be able to that, that I guess that clutch ability is something that uh, West Virginia the quarterback room is needed down the stretch. Yeah, I think if you if you have a quarterback like Daniels, you definitely don't lose at Maryland. Absolutely not. You probably don't lose at home against Texas Tech. Maybe Maryland you have was a strictly quarterback. Yeah, maybe you have a better chance to win that that bowl game against Minnesota. Maybe you're looking at eight that or nine wins. The road at Norman is a dogfight. Then if you have better quarterback plays. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, Neil. Uh, Neil was was playing not to lose in that game, playing conservative. And maybe it would have worked, but, you know, WVU snapped the ball minus 21 yards. So it's just – it's going to be very different. If if you have a guy like Slovis or Daniels or somebody that can, like, really throw the ball with a good OC, you're not going to lose those games like you lose to Maryland and Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I just think one, one big thing for me is that I think – where we have to applaud Neil Brown here is that he sensed that there needed to be a change. He talked about how the time of, like there was a big long period of reflection after that uh, Minnesota game, after that bowl game and how he talked about how he felt like he was at a crossroads in his career and how he felt this program had to go somewhere and that now um, that he, like he's made changes. He went and got rid of, uh, Jared Parker. He went and like he he went and got went and got a new receivers coach. Went and got a new OC, and I think it's starting to all come together. And he he realizes that we've built the defensive side of the ball here. And Jordan Leslie's a phenomenal coordinator, and he's going to keep doing his job. And so it's just a matter of the offensive side of the ball coming with it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, Leslie's Leslie's proved that you know he can get you know a defense rolling no matter how many transfers there 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 are really, but you know offense has been a, a real big problem. WVU fans, they were tired of it. You know, to be honest with you, so when I looked down at my phone, I saw Graham Harrell got got hired. I, you know, that's a big move. So you do have to applaud Neil Brown for going out and get getting somebody like Harrell, who wasn't just a good quarterback, but you know he's got experience. He's been with USC. Proved himself at North Texas. I mean, if you look at Mason Fine's career at North Texas, I mean, Harold did really good with him. So you got to applaud Neil, and hopefully the uh, on-field results will, you know, will back him up on that. I also applaud Neil here because I mean, you know, even um, even despite all the transfers that have left the program at WVU, um, he's went out and he's kept. He's kept his focus, and he even mentioned that uh, following the Mesador transfer that he wasn't going to keep fighting, and and he went out and went on the recruiting trail and got JT Daniels here. So I applaud him for that, and uh, West Virginia definitely had a lot of luck in the transfer portal recently with basketball and football. I know it's not basketball season, but we've had luck in the basketball transfer portal and football transfer portal, so um, a lot of things are going right right now for the program. I think, I think another thing to, to kind of highlight is uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, maybe the – coaches on or maybe just a regular press conference um, from Neil Brown 
He was kind of giving an update on quarterback play. Nico's new here. He said he had some high, highs and lows, same with Goose, throwing some picks in practice. And we kind of know where Garrett Green's game lies, you know, kind of alpha mentality, great leader, but, like, can he step up and make the throws? So, like, it's just good. Oh, I mean, WV fans have been very frustrated the last couple of years. And once you hear that, you know, spring practice has started and Nico's not really taking over because he's young. I mean, he's, like, 18 years old. And nobody's really stepping up and take that, taking that job. Neil said, if need be, we'd go out and get somebody. And he did that. So, he I think that's word good. there. Because he said he would. Yeah, he did. I really didn't think he would. Um, he would you know, I was kind of thinking Jackson Dart or Bust, but you know, once you know, once he went to Ole Miss, I you know, credit him for going out and getting somebody else. I also think there's one point that that like this was not on like Neil said we're gonna wait till the spring game if we're gonna find someone, and we're still a week and a half away from the spring game here in Morgantown and Neil went out and found his guy. So I, I think there's also some level of where it's an indictment on the three guys in that room right now and the way they're battling. I think it's that they've, I think West Virginia knows the, the floor is very low with a guy like Garrett green and his mistakes, but they also know his ceiling and they know his ceiling is not the same ceiling as JT Daniels ceiling. And I just think that the most important position in sports, I think professionally or in college, is the quarterback position just because they can change a game so much. And it's good that West Virginia – I think like I think fans can have a sigh of relief tonight that West Virginia finally has found their guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, since the Neil Brown era – sorry, Zach. Since the Neil no, you're Brown good. era started, I mean, you're looking at Austin Kendall and Jared Day. I mean, yeah, there's not much to talk about there. Um, not – trying to rip on anybody but you're talking about three four five six games six plus games that are decided by quarterback play dating back to 2019 um and WV fans were obviously not happy about it so getting a guy that like can put you know fans in their seats I know WV doesn't really have trouble selling out stadiums but I mean to get to get the the, the fan base back into it with a good quarterback I mean because there hasn't been anything really close to that over the last couple of years this is a little off topic based on what you guys have just talked about, but I wanted, I'm kind of following how he's going to get acclimated with the program here. I mean, um, with the announcing the transfer, I'm assuming he'll be on campus soon. And I, I'm wondering with throughout Neil's uh, press conferences coming up and spring practice still rolling up until the spring game, I'm wondering how quick Daniels will become acclimated with the program. I think now with Harold, I think it'll help that he's been in his system before. Um, but I think uh, that that could be something to watch there. I think what I what I heard today is that he won't be here until May. Um, he's gonna go finish his degree at Georgia, from what I've what I've heard and what I've who, between the people I've talked to. He's gonna go finish his degree at Georgia, and then he's gonna come here in late May. So he's gonna have the summer, okay, to get acclimated, see Graham, and then he's gonna have um, that. Then he's gonna have fall camp, and fall camp's gonna be go 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 QB one QB one QB one reps and. It's it's like it's 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 gonna happen. I think I think having that that experience that he does, it's easier for him than uh, say a guy like uh, Garrett or Nico, who's kind of new. Um, but I I do think that it's gonna be easier for him because he's been there, done that. But I don't think he will be here until after the May the spring semester ends in Georgia. Okay, I hadn't heard about it, so I wasn't sure. Well, and, you know, like you said, Wesley, it's probably easier for him being at a program like USC and 
Georgia and doing it. But, you know, if that's true, then he's going to, he's going to have to step up. I mean, there's no doubt about it. When, when he announced he's coming, I mean, everybody said, you know, it's his job and it is his job, but WV plays Pitt week one. I mean, so he's got to step up and I think he will. I'm confident that he will. He's been with two um, very, very big schools and, you know, he's proven that he can get it and get it done. I mean, I think he's going to be able to come in and fall camp and I don't, you know, maybe missing spring ball spring ball is not the big the biggest deal in the world for a guy like that i think the biggest thing for him and what i was when i was watching some of his highlights earlier this afternoon is that he's had some dudes wherever he's gone like obviously he had he was throwing to michael pittman an nfl guy he's throwing to amara st brown an nfl guy at usc then at georgia he had an elite running game he had he had receivers that went and got the ball now you have a group of skill guys, skill position players, especially on the outside there that aren't the most elite in the world. Like Bryce Ford, all right, he's good. Like, but besides him, who else in this room, like in this wide receiver room is standing out? Like, I think obviously they have a couple of coming in and Neil might try and go get another receiver. I'm not sure who's out there, but I think that's going to be the biggest thing is the, there's a talent difference between what he had at USC in Georgia and what he's going to have here at West Virginia. I still think despite that talent difference um, that Daniels will make it work. Just That's just in my opinion, based off of um, it seemed like in past these past two seasons with Jared Deggie, um, the receivers have been there, the plays have been there, and the routes have been run well. And sometimes Deggie just wouldn't make the throw. And that's something that I think Daniels could solve for the Mountaineer offense. Um, yeah, and with, with the receivers, I mean, Ford Wheaton and Sam James are both experienced. We've seen them have drop issues. I'm more confident in Ford Wheaton than anybody else. He's, um, you know, he's a big receiver on that outside. Proved himself to be kind of wide receiver number one uh, for WVU last year. Not to say that he won't drop balls, but I trust him more than, than Sam James in the nicest way possible. He's struggled with drops for two plus years now. Um, but I don't know. Um, Neil said he's going to get Reese Smith involved more. I know he's out of the slot position, very small. So I don't know how much he can really change a game, but you're going to see him more than last year. Neil said, I think he should have used him more last year. So a guy like Reese Smith and the Caden Prather, I mean, he'll be a sophomore. Um, he's got talent, but obviously he's still young and he's got some, some probably some drop and consistency issues to work through, but he'll be good too. I think raw talent, Prather's probably the best receiver out of the group that's here right now. Um, but overall game right now, I'd have to give it to Bryce Ford first, obviously just because he's been there, done that. Prather's going to be a true sophomore this year. So a lot of room for improvement. One more thing uh, before we head out this evening, we're now 141 days away from Pitt and you've got a big storyline in that each starting quarterback uh, would have played with each other at USC and knows Graham Harrell, the West Virginia offensive coordinator. So I just want to get your thoughts. I'll start with Zach here. Like your thoughts on the game and how like, I, I would say I feel more confident if, if I'm a West Virginia fan about week one against Pitt now that we that JT's here. Like, what, what are your thoughts? I, I definitely say the confidence is much higher for West Virginia fans and within the program now than it was uh, a day ago. But um, uh, J Daniel is being acclimated with uh, Harold before. I think that's going to jumpstart the offense. And, and going into Pitt, it's going to be a telltale sign 
of uh, of Brown's season, I think. Uh, if we go into pit and we have a competitive game and lose close, it, it could be a showing uh, a showing sign of our season. But if we come and dominate, that could be something that also could show that we could be going towards eight, nine, ten plus wins this season. So I think the pit game is a very a very good marker of how the season could go. And if uh, Harrell and Daniels can have that offense working well together very from right from week one, then I think we have a great chance. Yeah, I agree. And I just I think this game is going to be big time. I mean, I think it's going to be one of the most anticipated football games regular season wise since I can remember since like since I maybe, since that, maybe since that Oklahoma game for Black yeah. Friday to go to the Big 12 championship. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Greer era, Geno Smith era, something like that. Um, it's a highly anticipated game. It's the uh, biggest game about... in Joe Brown's career, hands down. Like, it'll yeah. be oh, game absolutely. Game. Easily, it's, it's way bigger than what was his biggest game last year, what, Virginia Tech at home. I mean, it's going to be way bigger. You're going to – you know, it's going to be a hostile environment. You're going uh, to have – like, there's going to be a lot of Mountaineer fans up there in Pittsburgh too. Yeah, I think there'll be just as much uh, WVU fans as Pitt fans. You're talking about a WVU fan that's trans – WVU team – and program that's transitioning into this new kind of Graham Harrell, Air Raid, JT Daniels kind of thing. And how about Pitt? I mean, Pitt just came off an ACC championship. Obviously, the opponent was Wake Forest. So, I mean, but still, that Kenny Pickett was there for five years. So, they are transitioning transitioning as well. They have a talented quarterback. And, you know, I think a lot of people are going to watch it because, well, it'll probably be the only game on that day, right? Or if yeah, it's not the it's only like one. It's like that Thursday night game. Like, it's either yeah. West Virginia and Pitt or, like, I don't know, Memphis versus – Yeah, yeah, you're not going to watch watch Maxton over, you know, yeah. Pitt versus West Virginia. I definitely so think – I think a lot of people will watch it. Yeah, I definitely think it's, like, similar situations between WVU and Pitt going into the same game. I mean, uh, both teams are transitioning, like Aaron said, uh, and I think that's going to spell some madness, I think, during that game. And, and WVU and Pitt, they – I mean, you're talking about – a rivalry that's played a hundred plus times and they haven't played since 2011. That 2011 game, WVU won by one point. I mean, if Pitt comes in and, and beats WVU, WVU doesn't go to the Orange Bowl. They don't win the Orange Bowl. So that was a big game. And there has not been a meeting, a matchup between the Panthers and the Mountaineers since that. So there's going to be a lot of buildup. And I think there's going to be a lot of scrums and a lot of, you know, referees having to break guys up, but hopefully it'll be clean enough to where it's a good football game. Can you imagine the bad taste in all of West Virginia's mouths as Pitt probably raises an ACC championship banner or has some sort of ceremony and reflection on this past season? I, I can just already imagine it not going well. And there'd be, there, there, there's probably going to be some looks, some, some words said, and I think that's just part of the rivalry. And I think that's what, I mean, this school's been without it. It's been without a true rival since 2012 when joined the big 12. This is this is your shot to, to go get them go get go get the first one for the next four years. Um, I can I can already hear the booze during the yeah. banner raising ceremony. I can already <laughs> hear them. And I'm sorry, Pitt versus Wake Forest in the ACC championship. I'm calling that Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Mickey Mouse ACC championship. Uh, uh, do you guys have anything else? Um, that's all I have. Nope. Well, if you made it this far, we do appreciate you listening. Um, once again, former five-star recruit JT Daniels is headed to Morgantown. 141 days away from Pitt. Things are starting to ramp up slowly but surely. Spring games in about 10 days here in West Virginia. Until then, until next time you listen to us, we do appreciate you listening. I'm Wesley Shoemaker, joined by Aaron Parker and Zachary Anderson. 
Thank you for listening. This is the BlueGoldSports.com podcast.